Blog Talk Radio. When you choose to change your thoughts, you begin to change your life. Welcome to the Ron Volano Show.
Heidi Horsley, Dr. Heidi Horsley coming on, and uh, we have also her mom, Gloria, and, and Dr. Gloria Horsley is out in um, San Francisco, which is really nice calling in today, and and I feel like not Laura, because she had to get up early. Yes, she did. Shot. So I'm kind of like a big shot today having these people on, and Dave well, Robert, uh, he's hours away from here as well, and he's going to be speaking with us, and hopefully we have a couple other Special guest, you know, maybe Bob will be calling in and uh, Diana will signal. So it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show. And anyone listening now, if you know if someone had lost or if it's you and you have some of these questions that haven't, haven't been answered yet and, and you're looking for answers, well, you've got the right team to potentially give you an answer to maybe help you at least maybe move you, under one, move you over one speed bump today. I know for me, losing Michael 12 years ago at 17, um, just horrendous. And, and honestly, I didn't even think there was anyone out there who could help me. So now, you know, what I think I'm doing and and uh, Gloria and Heidi and Dave, Diane and Bob, what we're all doing now is, is using what's helped us, hopefully to help other people, and we even use each other to help each other still at this point in time to keep moving on. So there's all different ways of doing it. So it's going to be a great show, so stick with us because, um, you know, it's a very uh, credentialed show is what I call it, and highly credentialed and heavily credentialed. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. And it's, credential, and it's not only a show with people with credentials, but people who have had major loss and loss of a child as well. So if you know of anyone who's, who had loss, this is, the, this is the show to tell them to listen to because everyone's going to be on at 1030. We're going to start that. A segment. It's going to be a, a pretty lengthy segment, so it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know about anybody else out there, but it's Christmas time, holiday time, Hanukkah is just passed, and it's time for the Christmas trees. Now, Judy put up her Christmas tree. I think her Christmas tree is 110 years old, <laughs> but uh, but it still looks good. That tree looks really good. You know, I mean, we know it's not that old. And she does a great decorating job, so it's I was fortunate to have some dinner there with her and the kids last night. Just wonderful children. And uh, we had a great time. And they did the tree. I did my job, which is to watch them do the tree. And, uh, <laughs> so it went, but it was fun. And we threw the movie on, and our little son is 11. I mean, 12 now. I think last year we got him interested in, in the old Christmas carol. And, um, and 1937, and the other one's 1939. And he had his choice of movie, and he chose the one from 1939. And and we put Scrooge on, and then after that was the uh, Polar Bear Express. No. Polar, Polar Express. The Polar Express. <laughs> and that's a great movie, too, with some popcorn. And the point I'm getting to, you know, bring back family into the house. Now, having family in the house doesn't necessarily mean everyone has to be related. Now, as a psychotherapist, the key to having family and I, my definition of family is someone who definitely uh, has motives that are pure for you. There's nothing for themselves. They're, there, you're, they're inviting you because they want you for you. They don't want you to fill any gaps within themselves. There's no manipulation. There's no you have to be there. You know, it's, it's, it's choices on both the people's side, and I think that creates family. That creates that unity of, you know what, I chose you to be here today, and the other person I chose to be there. Um, 
I'm fortunate. I have wonderful family members. I have three beautiful sisters that treat me like gold, two lovely daughters, so I'm fortunate. And, uh, and, and I enjoy it. And I guess they taught me. I'm one of the men that, that learned a lot about, you know, being around women. You know, the 5% I know is 100% more than the average man. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty good. <clears throat> that's another show, see what you do. A whole, whole other show. But, but my point is, is family's fun. And if you can gather family now and set the momentum for, the for you know, 2011, that's what we need. You know, most a lot of people are worried about come January, they're going to lose weight, and all the media is jumping on that. And the shame of that is it's nice to give people tips to be healthy. But when you see the thing about uh, losing weight, what it's doing, in my opinion, is validating that you're fat. It's validating that you're too skinny. And that doesn't make any sense. See, to, to, to give you tools and tips to be healthier, no matter what shape you're in, that's wonderful. But, you know, when you have these models on and they're 105 pounds and they're dancing with 40 of them, telling you, oh, yeah, come here, come to our weight loss center, and you're going to lose weight. Well, what they're doing is, because most people think in pictures, they're using the visual on the screen and saying, do you look like this? That's what the marketers are doing, trust me. And it gets into your psyche, it's into your subconscious, and that affects your daughters, if you have daughters, and sons. Now, you may say, I understand how it affects me as a woman, and I understand how it affects my daughter as a female. But how would, it expect, how would it affect the boys or men? Very simple. They're putting into the men's and boys' subconsciousness that this is what the perfect woman looks like. They need to have this kind of figure in order to be sexy, sensual, and whatever. So if that's in their grid and that's in their subconscious, when they're looking out, there, out and they're going to meet someone, the first thing the man is looking for is what the TV projected into subconscious. Now, I don't know, did you know this? This is my own theory, but you understand what I'm saying? I do understand what I'm saying. <laughs> They're creating these pictures. So it's not fair to the person who has this in their subconscious. You get it? It's going to prevent them from having wonderful relationships with people that are supposedly for them because they're not looking behind the mask. They're not looking at the person to say, how well do I get along? What's the motive? What's the caring? You know, um, is this a person I connect with through a conversation? All kinds of other things. And, of course, we have the romance in there. But if, but if they're looking for just a facade in order to get, to get kick-started for the rest of it, they're going to miss out on a lot of good relationships. And I believe, at a discussion the other day at a Christmas party I was at, I believe, and I'm asked this question all the time, why aren't people settling down? Because they think there's something better down the block. Now, if I was able to give people the ability to look 10 blocks down, I guarantee you I'll take them 10 blocks down the road and they're going to come right back to where they started from and be content to a certain point. If they knew that all there was there was those 10 blocks. But if somebody told them there's 10 blocks and when they came back, said, oh, no, I saw everything in those 10 blocks. And they said, you saw everything in the 10th. Did you see the 11th one? And I'm telling you, that'll trigger their mind to say, wait a minute, I saw 10 Maybe I need to see the 11th before I settle here. You see, so <clears throat> it's not just an immature behavior, I don't believe. I believe that it's been um, implanted in their mind by the media and very difficult to get out. And it becomes part of the 
your lingo. Now, if it's part of your lingo, it's going to trickle down to your children because that's how you speak. And then they're going to be looking for that same kind of image of a person. So it's a whole whole thing. So what I'm saying to people is get back to family. Enjoy yourself. Have good conversation. Have some eggnog. How many people have had eggnog? That's an old thing, eggnog. You know, put that movie on, The Christmas Carol from 1937. I can't remember the other actor. I know his last name. I think... Alistair? Well, that's, Alistair? That's the original. Yeah, check his name out. Yeah, we'll get it for you. And also, watching a movie called... Wait, I'll tell you when I come back from the commercial. The second movie, I think, is probably one of the most important movies to watch during the holidays. And then I'll give you, give you what I feel that's the point they're making and what, and, and what maybe would help you to have a more exciting Christmas and more empowered one. And for those who aren't happy right now, during the holidays, maybe to give you a little spark on really what it's all about. And I'll give you this tip. It definitely ain't about getting gifts unless you want to store. So we're going to be right back, and I'll tell you the second movie. Some of you might know it, some of you might not, but we'll be right back. Hello. I am Cindy Prentice Latanzio, a physical therapist and licensed massage therapist and the proud owner of Physical Therapy and Beyond, Healing Hands Massage Therapy, and Beyond Fitness. Did you know that Physical Therapy and Beyond has two locations, one on Landing Avenue in Smithtown and the other on Bellmead Road in East Setauket? If your needs are physical therapy, we provide a personalized program for those suffering from orthopedic and sports injuries, including pre-surgical and post-surgical procedures. Did you know that we have a women's health program that focuses on the treatment of pregnancy-related pain, incontinence, and pelvic pain? In addition, we specialize in the McKenzie Method a scientifically proven system of caring for a variety of neck and back problems. In fact, it is one of the foundations of spine care throughout the world. Here at Physical Therapy and Beyond, we concentrate on pain relief from TMJ, headaches, sinus pressure, scar tissue, osteoporosis, and a multitude of injuries. Both my staff and I are dedicated to your healing and wellness and take a great personal interest in helping you get back to the business of enjoying life once again. Just remember, we are three different facilities totaling one complete package of health and wellness for you. So call 941-3535 or visit physicaltherapybeyond.com. Do you have aching muscles? Do you need to relax? Then Healing Hands Massage Therapy is the place to go. They have two locations one in Smithtown on Landing Avenue, and one in East Talkett on Bellmead Road. You can get a full one-hour massage for only $65. That's right. For this month, our one-hour massage is only $65. Incredible. Gift cards are available, too. Go to HealingHandsMT.com or call 366-5111 for Smithtown or 941-3310 for East Talkett. Call today and schedule your relaxing massage. Listen, look, anyone out there who's looking to buy gifts, I don't care what you tell me. That's the only gift that will never be turned down and will be definitely used as a gift card for a massage. You know that. And, and they have a wonderful massage therapist, Victoria. And if you need physical therapy, I'm telling you, even if you have one already, Cindy over physical therapy beyond is phenomenal. I think I'm going to make another appointment myself. You know, what the heck? Remind me today. You're going to make a new appointment. All righty. Okay, now the, the next movie. Yes. Okay, we're speaking about Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, 
the original one, and with Tiny Tim, Bob Cratchit, and and Judy has a literally has a memory that lasts. What do you think it lasts? About at, at least three seconds. Thirty seconds. Yes. Yeah, three. I think more like three. And uh, and and the next movie is. Let's see if you get this. Oh, I know which Jimmy one. Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Donna Reed. I remember the actually. And what's the name of that movie, Judy? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. And this is the interesting thing, as a side note. There's an actual place, upstate New York. It's about six hours from Long Island, five hours from Long Island, which I'm definitely going to, that where they filmed it. And it's there. And, And the town is called? Seneca Falls. Seneca Falls is the town of state. Yeah. I don't think they filmed it there, but... It was based upon what the um, the producers or whomever whomever made the, the original movie saw. They didn't film it there, but now they've taken on the persona, and they they every year they they decorate and they they really bring the it's the wonderful life town uh, Bedford Falls right into right into their own home. So so um, it looks like a wonderful place to visit for that burst of uh, spirit. Yeah, and it's called in the movie, I think, Bedford Falls. Yeah. Didn't right? I just say that, Bedford Falls? Sen- oh, you said Seneca Falls. Right, but I, but I said it brings Bedford Falls oh, to life. Oh, okay. I, you didn't inflect your voice. I think you blended in with Seneca Falls. Yeah, but um, yeah, what what a movie, though. Now, that both movies, if you notice, A Christmas Cow and It's a Wonderful Life, depicts what it would have been like, right? And Scrooge, they show them how his life was and how his life how it would be if he wasn't here at a certain point. And in It's a Wonderful Life, the whole movie shows, you know, okay, you don't want to be here? You hate you hate life? Well, look at what you would have been missing. And everyone listening, listen, when I'm speaking about family, bringing family back into Christmas, and it doesn't have to be a relative, is what you're looking for is do some consequential thinking. Think. If you didn't have that Uncle Bob, if you didn't have that Cousin Joan, if you didn't have your mother or father today, then guess what? When that time comes, and whether you know, and if you're if you're still here and they're not here, your holidays will be looking back saying, "I should have and I could have." Don't let this be that. Take today and extract all the joy out of it today. Look at these people. Give them permission to be themselves. Because truly, 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 when they're not there. I have patients who come to me who had lost and thought their mothers were pain in the neck and their fathers were pain in the neck, right? And their cousins, whatever. And then they look back and say, what I wouldn't give to hear them say that negative thing again. What I wouldn't give to ask them, to, for them to ask me to, to drive them maybe to some place that I used to find annoying. You know, what I wouldn't give if I could have that conversation with them again so I could tell them, I love them without without having to hear them say I love you back. <clears throat> the holiday to me is truly about renewing your spirituality. You can call it Hanukkah, you can call it Kwanzaa, you can call it Christmas. We all have our belief systems and we all enjoy them. And that's wonderful. We have our traditions. But whatever you have, if you don't have true spirituality, and I'm not talking religion, and I'm not talking going to a meeting and somebody's talking about higher powers or, or anything like that. I'm talking about you personally having spirituality where you have a belief system that you believe that you have a relationship with the universe, with God, 
that you do, I'm telling you, you're missing out on the third piece of life. Because you need the spiritual, the mental, and the physical. So if you have a solid mental and physical, I guarantee you, whoever's listening knows what I'm talking about, there's still something missing. If you have the physical and the spiritual but not the mental, something's missing. It all needs to be aligned. So if I give you one tip today, go get the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Get the original movie, A Christmas Carol, and watch it with your children or watch it by yourself. And even if you're feeling sad, you put that movie on, you may have some tears, but I can tell you this, it'll burn some of that stuff you're resisting. And don't look into the holidays for a gift. Which doesn't mean anyone listening who knows me isn't supposed to give me gifts. I love getting gifts. But that's not what's going to make me excited about seeing someone. Okay? So there's the tip. Remember, don't let today be tomorrow's yesterday. So think about that. Hey, I want to thank everyone who came out. It turned out to be a wonderful night uh, Friday boarded. And we did the book, Excuses Be Gone. And at first, we thought hardly anybody was going to be there. Yeah, we walked in, we went over to the manager. They're all shopping. Maybe it's December, you know, everybody's shopping, busy time of year. And went back to where the seats were. Two people sat down. No, one was Steve. Steve Tigertown Mm -hmm. was there, which is always good to see him. So Steve sat down. Then two other ladies came over. Another lady heard about us. And before you knew it, almost all the chairs were full. And then we had people sitting on the couches and the kids were wrapping gifts there. Plus the whole entire coffee shop, you know. So it's pretty nice. I think it came out really well. It was a nice meeting, and I think it went really good and gave everyone a, a good message. And, um, you know, hopefully whoever, whoever, hopefully, you guys are going to come out on my next Borders books, which is January 14th, and I'm going to be doing my book, The Zing. So we haven't done The Zing in a long time, and we're going to be doing The Zing, which I think is going to be a good kickoff for the year. And if you want to lose weight or you want to change something in your, your new year, New Year's resolution, you need the zing. You need to come in listen about the zing. Uh, Judy, your coffin is going right in this microphone. Did you mute yourself? Oh, Judy's muted. Think about this one, folks. Sorry, we'll talk about that another day. Um, but, yeah, come out. The zing will be the book we're doing on Friday, January 14th, 7 p.m., and it goes from 7 to latest 8 p.m. So come on down and uh, bring your Zing questions and get your book signed. Be happy to do that. And keep listening because I'm going to tell you how you can win my life-changing products. The whole package <clears throat> we're giving out. The, the book, the audio book, my two relaxation CDs, the journal, and uh, what you need to do to get in the action is keep listening, and then we're going to tell you what you need to do. Right, Judy? Okay. So, all right, so this this is, um, that's what we're going to be doing on Borders, books, and I think, think it came out really wonderful. But remember, if one of your focuses is on losing weight and going to enjoy the year based on being thin and all this other stuff, what you need to do is think about becoming healthy. And once you're healthy, then what we're going to do is get you feeling good about yourself. And by feeling good about yourself, you're looking good about yourself. And we have a, we have a whole program called the 30 Day Fix, and we're going to get into that. I think the next show we'll get into that, Judy, in depth. 
the 30-day fix, and helping people prior to the new year and how they can get themselves to finally have a New Year's resolution that's going to stick. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what weight loss program they're on, as long as it's structured, you know. It doesn't matter what it is. What they need really to do is choose to change your thoughts. Because when you choose to change your thoughts, you begin to change your life. So I want you to talk a little bit about that, those two shows. It's a wonderful life in Scrooge. Um, we also went to Paula Parrish's uh, Christmas party. Paula Parrish has a woman's group, wonderful lady. She's a teacher. She's back in college again doing stuff. Beautiful home and has an annual party. This is the second one. And why I'm bringing her up is the one thing I really enjoyed about her, the one thing about that night, is that she brought back what holidays are. She had all different nationalities in there, different religions, different spiritual groups were there, you know, who was Jewish, who was this, who was that. But yet, she put together a package of Christmas carols, and that part of the party is you go sit down in her den, I would call it, and people in the kitchen all over, and everyone has sheet music with the words, and we're singing Christmas carols for hours. It's just tremendous. And, you know, you have some eggnog, you have hot chocolate, you have multitudes of different desserts. So it was really a nice time. And she gets right into it. She even has a, a karaoke machine, so all the words are on the screen too. But um, I think Judy said it right when she said, this is like being in the country. It's like a good country gathering. And that's what it felt like. So I want to say that. that was a, and how many people out there have been to um, a good holiday party, right? You've been going to some good parties, enjoying yourself. And don't forget, don't dip the glass too much, you know, or drive. Because that's not tolerated any longer, and that's not something uh, you want to be involved in, that's for sure. And, in fact, my next guest that will be coming up, uh, just so you guys know listening, is going to be Drs. Heidi and Gloria Horsley. That's right. It's a dynamic duo, and it's a mother and daughter. And Dr. Gloria Horsley lives in San Francisco, and Dr. Heidi is in Manhattan. And they're psychologists, and they'll be speaking with us. And they're from the Open to Hope Foundation, which they have a beautiful website called opentohope.org. We're also going to have Dave Roberts. And Dave Roberts is a LMSW, which is a licensed uh, social worker, also KSAC, Certified Alcohol Substance Abuse Counselor, and he's from Bootsy and Angel Books. And his website is bootsyandangelbooks.com. So these people are coming on, and hopefully Bob will be calling in from Angel's house and Diana will signal from the parents. But it's going to be a wonderful show, giving some answers to you. We may have some questions that you're still looking for the answers or you're looking for a little bit of maybe some way to get over the speed bump that you've been stuck on for quite a while. And, you know, as a therapist myself, went into that more than uh, you'd like to, but <clears throat> but we might have some good answers for you. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple other things, and then uh, we'll be getting to our guests in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Don't let that summer feeling fade. Carry that feeling into fall. Hi, I'm Laser Technician and Department Coordinator Marianne Bath, and I'm speaking to you on behalf of Dr. Michael Torelli and the SSFPA Aesthetics Division. With fall approaching, we want you to be ready for your holiday pictures. 
we offer a full line of cosmetic laser treatments, including skin tightening, skin rejuvenation, laser hair removal, and custom airbrush tanning. Call us at 631-778-8376. Visit us on the web at www.sspalaser.com or www.drtorelli.net. That's www.drtorelli.net. A new season means a new you. Turn over a new leaf. We can help. All right, welcome back to the Ron Volano Show. And uh, again, we have a great, great show coming up. So tell your friends if they've had loss of a loved one and they're looking for answers. Uh, we have some great people coming on who have not only had loss, but also are credentialed in the field. So we'll be with them in just a few minutes. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, too, before we, we move on, a couple of things. It's very, you know, I was watching this early morning show that they were showing different ways to market your business and what people are doing in Manhattan. And this woman who's got to be, I guess, maybe about 40, right around in that age, very nice-looking lady, keeps herself in shape. So she started, very artsy, she started her own gift card company where she draws it by hand, draws her, all her gift cards are by hand, right? And she has, has a small little store in Manhattan. And what she did to get businesses, she put a pole in the middle of her store, and she does pole dancing. Oh, my. So, <laughs> and... As the people are walking by, you can see in her, gla- in her window, I mean, and she has the shorts on, you know, shorts on. You can see her stomach, her legs, you know, very pretty, great shape. And so she doesn't look like a pole dancer like in the, what they call today, the gentlemen's clubs. She looks like a, a classy lady who's doing this, and she's very awesome. She also plays guitar. While well, so she's she on the pole? Guitar. No, no. Okay. That would be pretty good. No, no, she doesn't do that or draw. Or draw while she's on the pole, but she starts doing that, and about seventy percent of the people who stop and stare are women. More women than men. Yeah. And and if you want, if you come in the store, this is even gets better, gets better. If you spend fifty dollars or more in cards, <laughs> she gives you a a private pole dance. Oh my God. She does the she does the pole whatever you want. I, they call it pole dance, whatever they call it. So she gets on the pole. She does some stuff on the pole for you because you, you paid $50, so she will get up there and do a thing for you. And, and you know, it's funny because she has – her stuff is really classy. I mean, her stuff is really done nicely, her artwork. and her, She plays great. She sings great. But she said, you know, it's just a way to get people in, and she, she loves doing the pole. That's how she exercises. So she's getting her exercise on the pole. And a lot of women, I think, would like to do the pole dancing because, you know, they have those pole dancing now. Uh, they have classes. Parties. Yes, and they have classes for pole dancing, the acrobatic side of it, of course. I'm thinking of maybe going myself. Uh, that well, I think you might have to have then. I would, but hanging upside down makes me lightheaded, so I don't think I could do it together. I'm not going to be a good pole dancer. But that was something I thought was interesting, and uh, and that's on the light side. <clears throat> and on the, on the third side today, we have... You know, Bernie Madoff's son Madoff. committed suicide, uh, uh, Madoff, and the shame of it is, is here we go again. The dollar bill, the external thing that you thought was going to make you happy, you know, turns out to be the poison. You know, and it, it doesn't make sense. You, know, you don't derive your joy and your happiness from external things. 
And what they did is they went to the extreme side, and the son could not handle it. Whatever it was that he couldn't handle, and maybe I'll get a little information today from, hey, you have two doctors on, and then Dave Roberts, you know, get some more answers. But what drove him to that, we could say a million different things. Embarrassment, you know, uh, he was going to be poor, he couldn't live poor, he couldn't face the people that, you know, but, you know, so many things. The point is, is no matter how you, how you count it or how you put it down on paper, it's very sad that a human being wound up taking their lives. I know there's a lot of jokes out there that deserve to go. It was the best money. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. But this is a person that got mixed in, and uh, and we don't know why. And, and, you know, here we have, uh, look at the ex-wife. She changed, did she? What you do, Judy? You could tell her. Because this is um, the uh, his son, you know, this is Bernie Madoff's uh, daughter-in-law, changed the kid's name because they were getting threats, because the Madoff name has become a household word, and, you know, the, the, the kid's uh, privacy. They have nothing whatsoever to do with it, but they, because of the name, they're going to fall right into right into the pot with, with um, what Bernie Madoff did. So, you know, I feel very bad for his for his son, who was not involved, was never implied. You know, he was on a separate side of the business that was not involved in the Ponzi scheme. But again, he got attached to it. I mean, such such tragedy all around, um, and especially at the holiday season. Yeah, and the politics forces the government to go after everyone, so they can show, look, I'm going after everyone. And going after the son, he's panicking what could happen in his family. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, there's, there's just so much stuff out there that goes on in this world. And as a therapist, what I see in my room, and I'm sure Heidi does, and Gloria, Dave Roberts, and, you know, what you see people coming in and on one-on-one patients, you know, and what you hear is amazing. You heard me speak to that guy, Paul Parrish's house, and he was trying to, he, you know, I was trying to give him a little bit of stuff what goes on, and he was in such denial that, you know, I had to stop the conversation because, you know, in his head he was stuck on making a judgment, judgmental statement about a person that I know, who I met, and I feel isn't as bad, anywhere near as bad as the media portrayed this, this lady. And this man didn't want to hear it. He wanted, he wanted to side with the husband, who is not only a known felon, but was put away for years, is a person that's angry and starting trouble, is been in rehabs over and over again, you know, repeatedly. And has basically, I feel, abused his child, but this guy wants to believe that the husband, this man, is a good guy, and the mother, but really, you haven't heard anything really negative other than they try to pin on her that, you know, putting the child through acting. Right? Think about that one. So, all right, so listen, we're going to shift the show a little bit today and uh, not do some of the things we normally do. Judy with the news, maybe we'll have a little bit at the end, we'll see what happens, but we'll skip a little bit because we have some great guests, and we're going to take a short break when we come back. We're coming back with my guest, who I'm very excited about, Dr. Heidi Horsley, who has more energy than I do, Dr. Gloria Horsley, who has more energy than Heidi and I, and Dave Roberts, who I can tell you has a lot to say and is going to be important, and this man has been through a lot, and he's come through the tunnel. So when we come back, we're getting right to them, and they're ready for this one. It's going to be a great show. We'll be right back. The only way to go is 
With the largest and the most unique selection in the metro area, an all-new fleet and professionally trained staff, M&V Limo will make your ride unforgettable. Every year, I miss out on going to see Rockefeller Tree and shopping because I hate the hassle of driving in and looking for parking. This year, I'll be calling M&V Limo for a day or night on the town, hassle-free. Featuring new stretch exotic limousines from BMW, Lexus, and Mercedes, plus 2008 stretch Hummers and Escalades, and our 55-passenger party bus. Call 1-866-680-LIMO. That's 1-866-680-LIMO. And see our entire fleet online at MVLIMO.com. That's MVLIMO.com. The ultimate in exotic luxury. The only way to go is MV Limo. All right, welcome back to the Ron Volano Show. Today on a Monday morning, I can tell you out here on Long Island that it's very, uh, looks like it's going to snow, doesn't it? It's got that snowy look out there, and it's getting colder and colder. I think tomorrow's going to be almost zero degrees. Well, no. Um, <laughs> but I love all the weather. I'm one of the people, you know, and I say, God, put the weather here as long as I have a place to look out from inside the window outside. That's how I'm looking at it. Okay. Let's get to our show now. We have um, Dr. Gloria Horsley, Dr. Heidi Horsley uh, from Open to Hope Foundation, and also Dave Roberts from Bootsy and Angel Books. How are, how is everyone today? Hey, Ron. Hi, it's Gloria. From I'm. It's not snowing here. I'm in California, babe. It's seventy. You know, Hi, Gloria, Ron. You, you make Gloria. You're making me feel like a big shot. I feel like Matt Lauer today. That I have guests coming on who are three hours earlier. <laughs> I mean. I mean, who's better than me? Think about this. Oh, I think I'm a little cuter than Matt Lauer, but we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> so, Heidi, how are you today? Good morning, Ron. This is Heidi from Manhattan. We have the same weather. Gloria is constantly reminding me how fab the weather is in California, and I always tell her, hey, we don't we don't live in New York for the weather, baby. We live in New York because it's the center of the universe. <laughs> I don't know if people know that we're mother-daughter team, do they, Ron? Uh, we, we tell them, we tell them that we have a mom, mom and daughter team, and uh, you know, one from San Francisco, one over here, and uh, and and I like what you just said, Heidi. Yes, I think I think you and I make it that we make New York exciting. <laughs> you know? There you go. There you hey, go. Um, we Californians think California is the center of the universe. What can I say? <laughs> well, I I think with that we have to have your mother like uh, you know fly us out there and prove that to us. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and we have also Dave Roberts. Dave, you there? I'm here, Ryan. How you doing? Hey, Dave. Hey, Heidi. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Dave. How you been? I've been blessed, thanks. It's been great. <laughs> hey, Dave, How you guys? Tell, been? tell everyone. Tell everyone where you're from. I am from upstate New York. I am probably I'm I'm probably about four or five hours from where Heidi is in Manhattan, and we got the same kind of weather. It's 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 rainy. Um, it's probably going to turn to snow in the next day or so, but hey, you know, you, you take the you take the weather when you you live in New York and upstate New York, and it, it's it's all good. So, hey, Ron, uh, we uh, yeah, we went to the worldwide candle lighting uh, ceremony in San Francisco last night for the Compassionate Friends. It was pretty dramatic. At seven o'clock, there was a uh, candle lighting around the world for bereaved parents. Oh. Yeah, I saw that, and that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now you lit you lit a candle. I saw Heidi that you were lighting one for um, for your brother Scott. And um, what is that? You know, tell, you know what? Before we get into this, 
each one of you, could you tell a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you've been through? Absolutely. Uh, we can start with we can start with Dr. Gloria. Okay. Um, in 1983, uh, Heidi's brother and my son Scott was killed in an automobile accident. And I'm a psychologist. I was working then, and uh, in the last few years, I've gotten very involved with uh, Compassionate Friends, a group for people who've had children die. And uh, Heidi and I started a foundation called Open to Hope, which is an online community uh, for people to help them find hope after loss. So that's kind of what we're up to right now. Okay. And and, uh, Heidi? Okay, just to add to that, um, I was 20 when my brother, who was 17, and my cousin, who was 17, both died together in a car accident. And following that, my world was completely turned upside down. And subsequently, as I found hope again after loss, which was a journey, I decided to devote my life to working with people that are grieving, which I'm doing. Um, I'm a professor at Columbia University. I teach grief and loss. And I work on the foundation with Gloria, my mother, a.k.a. mom, a.k.a. Gloria. (laughs) And we host an Internet radio show together called the Open to Hope Radio Show. So that's what I do. My, My life is devoted to helping people that have been where I've been and to letting them know that we've been there and made it. And if you've lost hope, lean on ours until you get it back again. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, and we'll get back to some, something you said that I, I found interesting. And um, and David? Yes, Ren. Um, my story begins with uh, my beautiful daughter, Janine, who um, died at the age of 18 on March 1, 2003, of a very rare form of cancer. Um, ten months after giving birth to uh, my beautiful granddaughter Brianna, and um, it has been—it's been a journey. Um, I could have made a decision in my life to just curl up in a ball and just waste away, and and but I didn't. I, I didn't make that choice. One from my own doing, and second because I had a lot of lifelines thrown my way, um, particularly uh, from the students I had at Utica College. Um, you know, I've, I've been an adjunct professor at Utica College for since 2003, and have taught a death, dying, and bereavement course. I've also been able to find meaning after loss by, um, uh, you know, being a contributing writer for the Open to Hope Foundation, which has been a highlight for me. Um, and I thank Gloria and Heidi for giving me the opportunity to have a voice uh, through the foundation, and um, you know, through involvement with the Compassionate Friends, uh, through doing workshops with them. Um, and also, you know, with bereaved parents of the USA. And and recently we started uh, Compassionate Friends of the Mohawk Valley chapter here in our area, and we had our inaugural candlelighting ceremony yesterday, and it was a beautiful experience for for everybody. Um, And it was kind of neat after the ceremony. We had a small enough group where I had asked them to, they wanted to know, well, what can we do after the ceremony? I said, well, why don't you bring in one of your favorite dishes that your children liked, and we'll all share a meal together and talk. And so that was one of the ways that we, you know, we added to the candle lighting ceremony. We had a small enough group where we could do that. So um, for me, it's been a wondrous, marvelous journey um, after a loss, and it's been, I've been, been spiritually redefined in more ways than one as a result of my struggle with loss. And um you know, it's um, my life hasn't been the same, but you know, in a lot of ways, it has become enriched by the people who have been in my life after a loss. So, and for that, I'm grateful. Yeah, listen, I, I've spoken to Dave many times, and um, you know, 
we've had some interesting conversation. I think the last one was very interesting, Dave, um, what you were telling me and, and some of the feelings. And it's amazing, I think Heidi and Gloria know this, that, you know, everyone not only grieves differently, but their journey changes so differently, not only from what it used to be, but so different than most people. And just, just because I lost Michael and you lost your daughter and you lost your son and brother doesn't mean that we all grieve the same or we all have the same feelings. And the world sort of expects when somebody has a loss of a child or, or a loss that's very dear to them that they need to act a certain way. Do you find that, Heidi? You know, because, I mean, being your professor teaching grief and loss... Oh, absolutely. I, I think we're a death-phobic society, and I think we're very intolerant of long-term grief. I think there's this myth out there that, you know, we'll give you a certain amount of time, and then you better get over it, get on with your life, and put it behind you, and we don't want to hear about it. So, yes, I absolutely agree with you. And we all know you never get over a loss. You learn to live with it. You get over the pain. You don't get over the person, and you wouldn't want to get over the person. They're always with you. Oh in different ways. Oh yeah, never. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm sure, you know, you you as well as I do. We I talk about Michael all the time. I mean, I, I'm very blessed cuz you know, I'm in this field where I'm speaking all over the country and I get to speak and you know, Michael, it's not that I want Michael to be alive. I feel he is alive. I'm not going to take a person that was here and say he no longer is here any longer. You know, this is this is a person that to me is always with me. It's, it's, you know, when I, I give you an example. When I, when I, people are always, they look at me and they say, "Wow, it's amazing how you talk about Michael. You make them real." I said, "But, but I said, what about this? If you never, I never met your child, and your child's still alive, and you tell me all about your child every time I see you, I feel like I know your child. But I never met your child, and they're still alive. You know, and and I may never meet them, but I get a feeling of what they're about. And when we meet, I always ask you how your child is doing, and I become part of the conversation. I'm ingrained in." who your child is based on how you shared that person with me. So I'm doing the same thing with my son because to me he may not be right here present with us, but he's always present with me. Well, um, well Ron, you know what I Lori. love that you do when you speak? I love how you bring – you have a big picture of Michael there. And you, it's, it's, it's just showing the audience, look, Michael is with me in spirit and in memory, and he always will be. I love that you do that when you're speaking. Can I get it? Can I get the picture any bigger, Heidi? <laughs> <laughs> He's I mean, larger than life. Ten, He's larger than life, Ron. Hours. What can I say? <laughs> it's a, it's a right. Like, even me, when I look at the video, sometimes I look at Mike looking down at me, saying, "I told you, who's really the man here? You know, who's the man? It's me. He just has me doing his work. That's all. <laughs> you know. And listen, you know, like with you and your mom and and Dave, you know." Beauty speaks larger than life, and that's what we bring. And, you know, uh, Gloria, you know, you had asked me a question, because I've been on uh, Open to Hope radio show, and we have, just so people listening know, we have uh, articles now. That gave, I mean, they, we're very blessed with the Horsley family. They have blessed us with, uh, gave us a spot on their website with, with articles that are geared towards helping men who are going to uh, loss like this. And, you know, because us men think a lot differently than, than the women do, although... I think my daughter says I'm very metrosexual, so I have a little touch of the woman thing, but we'll talk about her later. <laughs> we'll talk about her later. <laughs> but, There's a lot to be said around getting in touch with feminine energy, believe me. 
Yeah, right, right, Dave? Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of men are afraid of that. Who, you know, men aren't supposed to cry and all that. And I love mm-hmm. our friend uh, David Daniels, a psychiatrist, said nobody ever died of dehydration, dehydration from crying. That's right. I, I also well, I tell everybody, hey, the flood insurance is paid, so let's cry all we, we need to. So <laughs> flood insurance is always yeah. paid. So, well, well you, you know, it's funny you just brought that up, Gloria, because yesterday I wake up in the morning. Well, the night before, I went out with my son, Ron, my oldest son, and he's really beginning the grieving process about maybe within the last year about his brother. And it, I mean, it's been 12 years, but he's been holding on. And he started talking, so he asked me to go out with him, so I went out with him, and uh, he's trying to how much he missed Michael. And we went to a whole bunch of stuff. And the next morning when I woke up, I, I somehow I put on my my TV came on, and I'm watching what, what came on on the air was... Um, I don't know if you ever saw Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That, that movie. And as I'm watching the movie, there was a spot in there where the kids are going to war. And, and uh, what's that song, Judith, to Louis Armstrong? It's uh, It's a Wonderful World. The Wonderful and Life? I felt this. No, it's a Wonderful uh, World. Uh, no, the song mm-hmm. is It's a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll sing it for you later. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm lying there in bed, and all of a sudden, I feel a wet drop go down my cheek and another one. And I was allowing myself to flood a little bit, but these feelings, and then I'm thinking, you know, after speaking with my son and how he was feeling was, was coming upon me. And then I was missing Michael, but I was more missing Michael for my son, Ron, my older son, and how he was feeling. And as that was coming through, and, and I share that with men. I share that with uh, Judy. And I said, you know, I have no embarrassment or shame. And I said, the tears start to come out. And it's so cathartic because the few minutes that it does release, I just feel terrific afterwards. I don't know, Dave, did, do, you, do you go through that at all? Yes, I do. I, and, and since Janine died, I've been more moved to tears over, you know, I'll watch a Hallmark movie and I'll just see something that reminds me of the father-daughter relationship or gets me in touch with the pain that my two boys have gone through. Um, you're losing their sister, and and I'll just tear up and and cry, and and, and you know, and it's and it's it's good. I was never able to get in touch with that part of me before, um, and I, I find myself doing that more frequently. Um, and in in a lot of ways, I welcome it more than I did ten years ago. And you know, it, it's it's actually it's been cathartic for me to be able to identify at that kind of a level. Um, and when any when anybody shares their story with me, a bereaved parent, a sibling, any uh, widow, widower, um, I can automatically empathize with, with the deep, unique pain that they're experiencing because I've been there and, you know, I'm, I've been there. So, and Yeah, uh, and, and Ron and Dave and, and Gloria, I just want to say something on behalf of the bereaved siblings because you guys were bringing up the whole sibling thing. It is so normal for siblings to put their grief on hold for years. Because we are given messages of you need to be strong for your parents. They have been through the worst loss imaginable, and you need to not cause them any further pain. And so oftentimes we do shelf our grief for years, and then then we revisit it when our parents are in a different place. So very, very yeah, normal. Yeah. You know, can I say yeah, one I'm, thing real quick? Because I think this is really important. I've taught uh, workshops for men on grief and loss at Compassionate Friends, and what and what you guys are saying, what I really like is you're saying, get a movie, watch a movie, do something, because mm-hmm. uh, the guys always say to me, I want to cry, but I can't. So I love the idea that you're giving them a way to do it. And, and Gloria and I wrote a book called Real Men Do Cry, 
with an yeah. NFL quarterback talking about all the, giving a lot of tips on how you can get in touch with your emotions and, like my mom said, put time aside, et cetera, for those tears. Yes, yeah. Eric Kippel, right? Oh. Yeah, Eric Kippel. Yep. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I like that you said that he's an NFL player because I like to think of myself as an NFL player. So thank you. I'm in every football game from the couch, and I play really good from there. Actually, yeah, you are the best the armchair game. quarterback, Ron. Hey, I see you with yeah. your Darrell Revis jersey on every time on Facebook. So, you know, hey, you know, I mean, if we had a quarter of his talent and a quarter of his bank book, I guess we'd be okay. So. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> hey, Ron, oh, the... how about the yeah. holidays going on right now? Well, that, that's another thing. You know, the holidays, I think you guys know, uh, it works two ways. Um, Heidi, when you, ha- you when you speak with people come to you, what, what do you find that the biggest thing they're going through right now with the holidays? What does the holidays bring to them? Oh, my mom and I talk about this all the time. The The holidays is a bittersweet time. Because every song, every smell, every there are so many constant reminders of the people that we've loved in our life and lost, and they're they're you don't they're, you're just being flooded with all these reminders. So, I mean, and, and the idea that initially joy makes us feel guilty. We feel like you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be positive even for, even for a second because someone we loved has died and and we miss them. So, what, what would you say, Mom? Isn't that what? Yeah, I was was just going to say the same thing. You know, I think one of the things people need to take care of themselves at this time of year. It's a a tough time of year, and, and, uh, you know, you need to think about what you do with your your ceremonies and need to get people in to help you and need to get some rest. But, um, you know, it's only one day, uh, Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever, so uh, the anticipation right now is rough for people. And I always say it's normal. If you're feeling a lot of heavy anticipation right now, you don't think you're going to get through it. Uh, this is probably some of the worst time before the holidays than it is for that actual day. So what's what's a, what's some tips on how to get through the holiday? You know, with someone who who's had you know a deep loss and uh, and and you know, what, what's some tips that you would give them? Well, Heidi and I always debate because uh, I like to I talk in years and Heidi talks in phases. You know, the year thing is out, but I'm going to say my thing, Heidi, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the- you can, mom, 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 hang on. You can say your thing, but the thing, the thing I really want the listeners to know is that when Gloria, aka mom, is talking in years, I want everyone out there to know. You know what? This is for a lot of people will go through this in year one, but it, you may it may take you three years to go through year one, and that doesn't mean that you're abnormal or anything's wrong with you. We all have our different time frames. All right. So I just so, want to put that out there. All right. So the first year um, is. You know, you're just kind of going through the paces, and it's recommended that you do what you used to do just because you're going to have to get the old ornaments out someday anyway. So you go through the paces. The second year, you can do a little different. Uh, the third year, it becomes a little more routine. So it really depends on where you are. And the fourth year, it's a little less. And, you know, it seems like you have to go through through things four times and uh, before they kind of start getting organized in your brain or whatever you know going to the grocery store the first time is really tough the second time the third time the fourth time but that's something you're able to get into routine with these holidays you can't you can't get a handle on it uh birthdays anniversaries you know that kind of thing so it's well, a well mom harder. and i want to say i think people get blindsided that we've talked to because they, they if they figure if i get through the first group of holidays the first year etc 
every, the second the second year will be better. And oftentimes they're blindsided by how painful and difficult the second year is because the permanence is there. You're like, oh my God, this is my life. Scott is never coming back, and this is forever. And the second year, when kind of the fog lifts, you really get slammed with that realization. Absolutely. So, Ron, that's kind of our thinking on it. Oh, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I mean, Dave, I think you might agree with this one, that, you know, the, the first year for a lot of people, I mean, me, for some odd reason, I have to tell you, I mean, whatever happened to me, I, I was shot in the first year for for a few years. I mean, you know, it wasn't like the first year I felt this way and then the second year. I mean, I was just shocked, but really a major shock. And, uh, and you know, and but Dave, you, you find like a, a lot of people, like a lot of patients as well, come in the first year is easier than the second year? Um, I, I think the second year for a lot of individuals is worse than the first year. Um, I, I would agree with, with uh, you know, with Heidi and Gloria with that because the first year, we're, you know, there, there's there's some some type. I don't. Uh, uh, we we might think, well, geez, this was all a dream. Our, our loved one is coming back, and then the second year is replaced with the reality of the fact that this is what it is. Our our children aren't coming back. Our loved ones aren't coming back. This is the reality that we have to deal with. So the intense pain and shock of the first year, you you, you take the emptiness that goes along with the second year, coupled with the intense pain of the first year, and the second year for a lot of individuals is worse than the first. Now, when you're dealing with chemically dependent individuals, and I, I have to say this because I work with, with many of them who've experienced losses related to death and not related to death, we get a form of what we would even call delayed grief. Um, there, let's say, for example, you have an individual who experiences, a chemically dependent individual who experiences a traumatic loss, and they medicate for three to four years. They come into treatment, they begin to experience all the physical, emotional, social and cognitive changes that go along with grief, and they're wondering, well, what's going on? Am I getting crazy? And they're not getting crazy. They're grieving because it's, it's a delayed form of grief because now that they're removed from their drug of choice, they're beginning to experience their grief as if it's day one, regardless of whether or not it's been, you know, three or four years since their loss. They're, they're day one of their grief. So if you're working with individuals who are chemically dependent and they're trying to get through sobriety around the holiday, um, expect that those re- those reactions are that, that grief re- grief is going to come up and, and it's going to be very very intense. You know, D- Dave, I'm thinking about this too. I mean, I had somebody who came to our candle lighting last night who was only six weeks out and she was very calm. And I said, uh, you know, she was upset, of course, but but she didn't cry. And I said uh, to her, uh, how long did your child go die? And she said, six weeks ago. And I said, wow. And she said, I know I look good, but it's because I'm medicated. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen when you get off the medication and you can't be with it? Exactly. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I don't believe in, in medicating, medicating grief or diagnosing grief as a form of mental illness, which can then be medicated because it prevents what we need to do is, is to go through that grief and that will you know that will with the side effects of most medications it deadens that and I, I'm not a firm believer I mean I, I don't advocate for for medication um, you know as a client is yeah I don't you know for to medicate grief you know, I, I agree with you and Gloria and I agree with you hundred percent Dave yeah, mm-hmm. most of the medication to absolutely is a very 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 last resort after you've tried everything else 
Yep, exactly. I mean, if the, the symptoms persist, then you take a look at that. But, um, but most individuals with experience loss, and we know this, are, are individuals that don't have a history of mental illness, and they're 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 dealing what they're dealing with is a very catastrophic, life-altering event, and all the medication in the world isn't going to change what we we need to, to deal to, to go through and deal with, with that. So. And the bottom line is, my mom and I always say, if you're you're not sure if you're depressed or if you're grieving, if if Scott. If all of our loved ones were to walk in the room right now and they were not really dead, they came back, how would you feel? And if you would feel great, then you're grieving. Absolutely. And I, oh, yeah, that's, I, that's, a, that's interesting. That's a good one, Heidi. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, very interesting. interesting. And I like that, too. Yeah, and what's interesting, Dave, what you're saying, when I, after I lost Michael, then I started, like, okay, I was going to, like, go out with my friend, a couple of friends. I said, okay, I'm going to go out. And I'm telling you, at that instant, when I was walking out of my house for the first time, we just go to this local bar, we just sit there, restaurant type of place. My sister calls, my sister Teresa, uh, who's a therapist as well in Manhattan. She calls to see how I was doing. And I said, oh, I'm going to go out with my friend, you know, maybe just, you know, for the first time, maybe have a beer. And she said to me, do not have a drink. And she was adamant about it. She said, listen, you're not an alcoholic, but I don't want you to have even a drink. Do not mm-hmm thought that because she knew that if I had one or two what if it started feeling a little bit better and numbing some of the feelings so so for some reason I guess seeing you know raised as the mama's boy I listened to my sister and uh, <laughs> and that was one of that was one of the best things I did you know and I, ne- I didn't drink anything all those years I just would not have a drink and I you know I fought it through the pain and it, it was horrendous it was terrible however now as I say you know coming through the tunnel you know, and, and coming to this place now, thank God. Thank God, because you're absolutely correct, Dave, you know, and, 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 and Gloria and Heidi. The medications and it just, nothing happened. You know, all that passed was time, but you didn't have any progress in the journey. There was no processing. But we have a question that now we also get, as well as phone calls, we get questions emailed to us as the show's going. We have Mary Beth from Kew Gardens, and she said, it's been over 10 years dealing with the loss of my husband. Do you ever really get over it? Who would like to answer that? Well, I will. Um, Gloria, uh, I I don't think that you get over anything. I mean, as Heidi said, you don't want to get over it. You get through it. You uh, learn to live with it. you, it becomes part of your life. If you're stuck after 10 years, though, you do need to take a little look at what's going on and why you're not feeling the full joy of your life. But I do tell people, if you were not a happy person before you had a loss, you're not all of a sudden going to have this great aha. You're still going to have to deal with the issues of, of your life. And so you should have a full, wonderful life. And if you don't after 10 years, you need to take a look. Yeah, and, and and you get you don't like my mom said you, we don't get over the person but we get over the pain eventually and you rebound quicker when you have moments when well, when I have moments when I really miss Scott and I'm really sad I rebound very quickly out of that where I used to stay in that all day and it would just ruin my day now it doesn't so yeah, and, and you know you might want to find a support group that's the other thing I'm going to say for widows um, I think they can be very helpful a lot of online like well, widows breath or national conferences there's all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff going on. Yeah, we're gonna take we're gonna take a short break. We come back. Maybe we can give some uh, some places that people can go for some help. Even with uh, with Dave with the addiction, uh, you know, he knows there are some facilities and places people can reach out to. And, and same with you, Gloria and Heidi. And we're just gonna take a short break. We want everyone to know we're listening to uh, you listen to the Ron Holana show. As our guest today is Doctors Heidi and Gloria Horsley. That's 
That's a mom and daughter. One is in San Francisco. One is in Manhattan, and we'll ask them later if that's why they get along so well. Only kidding. <laughs> only kidding. Um, I'm, I'm still funny, Gloria, even in the morning. And, uh, and, and they represent Open to Hope Foundation, which is opentohope.org. Come. You get all this information off come, of our come, website come. as well. <laughs> oh, dot com. Open to, I'm sorry, we have a, a typo here. Opentohope.com. And also Dave Roberts from Bootsy and Angel Books. And Dave Roberts is LMSW, CSAC. A lot of initials for this guy as well. And he's Bootsy and AngelBooks.com. Hey, so Ryan, we'll take a short break. We come, Ryan, it's just we come Bootsy back and Angel.com. We're get some. Oh, what's it? It's Bootsy and Angel.com. Just no books. Oh, no books. Bootsy and AngelBooks.com. No, it's Bootsy and Angel.com. Okay. Oh, Bootsy and Angel.com. No books at all. Okay. No. All right. Let's let's take uh, we're gonna take Dave out of the book business right there. <laughs> Angel dot com and we come back, but what you were saying, Heidi, I call that honestly living in the in the zing zone and uh that's a whole nother thing. But we're gonna take a short break, so we'll be right back. And uh we're speaking about Jordan. Judy? Okay. So we want everyone to know we have a great sponsor now. His name is Jordan Barber. He's from Quality Acupuncture. And he, he, uh, his address is 38 Landing Avenue in Smithtown. Phone number is 631-619-0369. What a fantastic acupuncturist. Now, I've been there three times. <clears throat> Have I been there three times? Judy, yeah. Judy's going to him now as well. <laughs> and what a job. Why don't you share a little bit, Judy, about the experience you've had? I, um, I've been, I started seeing him. I, I've been done acupuncture for a while and in seeing him I just think it has a overall wellness um, but I went there having shoulder pain I've had the shoulder pain for over a year and I've done physical therapy I've done a lot of things and in in the first session I would say that that pain was about 75-85% relieved during during the week second session um I mean, a lot less, and even now, I really only have it when I'm doing a certain type of motion. So acupuncture works. His technique is very comfortable. It is uh, nothing to be afraid of and certainly can really provide additional healing um, in combination with any other type of therapies or medicines that you that you use in your life. Yeah, no, just fantastic. And he does herbs. and yes. It's not just what we want people to know. It's not just putting a needle in you. He does other work. So if you have a fear of acupuncture needles, he can actually do acupuncture work with you and, and some stuff to help you heal in different areas of your life, whatever you're feeling, pain in, if you're having aches in your knees, if you have lower back problems. I know I have one of my patients I sent over to him. Uh, she was having uh, major back issues, and she's starting to go. And we have people who have, you know, I have to bring this up, people who are having hemorrhoid issues, if you're having infertility problems. Whatever problems you're having, acupuncture, he doesn't claim to be a healer of everything, but definitely can get your body on, on a healing um, a healing journey, and that's what they do. So once again, it's Jordan Barber, Quality Acupuncture, and it's qualityacupuncture.net. Boy, we're the land of the uh, Internet now, right? Yeah. .net, .com, .org. Yes. Qualityacupuncture.net. Tell Jordan that. You heard it on the Ron Volano show, and uh, I can tell you, we wouldn't talk about it unless we believed it, and we definitely believe in it. In fact, right after the show today, Judy's going over there, and I'm going there later on. So so definitely get over there. 
Okay, we're going to get back to our guests right now. Our guests are Dr. Heidi and Gloria Horsley, one in San Francisco, which is Gloria Horsley, which is the mom, and Dr. Heidi is also a professor at Columbia University, and we're not going to talk about what happened at Columbia University in the news a few days ago, so we won't touch upon that. But um, Dr. Heidi's over there teaching grieving, grief and loss, and Dave Roberts from BootsyAndAngel.com, and then, of course, the Horsleys are from OpenToHope.com, is their website. So let's get back a little bit more into what we were speaking about. Um, we just had a question come over. This person wants to know, I'll just sum it up because it was a long email, but what she was asking, um, uh, how do you grieve through a miscarriage? So who could answer that one? Um. It's, it is very, very difficult, and one of the reasons it is is because that loss is so incredibly minimized. You hear people say stuff like, well, at least you know you could get pregnant. Well, at least the baby wasn't born. At least you were, it was only a miscarriage. So there's, there's kind of the message out there that I shouldn't grieve, and this is such a significant, huge loss because not only have we lost our pregnancy, but we've lost the future that we thought we were going to have. So I would say to her, try to find other women that have had miscarriages because they really get it. And we've done a lot of shows that are archived on opentohope.com on miscarriage. And, and my heart really goes out to you. I've been there, and I know what a, what a very significant loss this is. And, and the other thing, oh, too, there is a support group to share. Um, they have, uh, I think they have a website, and they also mm-hmm. have support groups for newborn, newborn loss, miscarriages, parents who have... It suffered that very unique loss, and I, I would agree with Heidi. The, in, the, the information and, and the input I've gotten is that society views it as a loss of a pregnancy, and not the loss of a child. And um, just working with you know with specific clients who have miscarried, I can tell you that's that's not the case. They they have they have lost a child, and um, society needs to begin to recognize the significance of of, of loss and miscarriage is, is as significant as any other child loss. So. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I know for, for men. I mean, I I lived through five miscarriages. Wow, Ron. I yeah, five. And, and I'm telling you that that it was the most painful thing. And I think for men, when you take our control away, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we didn't have the control and the pain. And I remember, and you're trying not to show your spouse or significant other the pain you're going through because you think that's going to, you know, enable more pain to them or, or pass over like, oh, boy, and, and remind them, look at the, all the pain we're both in. But that's not really the right thing to do because I think the, the woman, the more you feel the pain with them, the more you're supporting and you become supportive of each other. So for me, you know, the first couple of miscarriages I had, I was really the other way, you know, where I was trying to hold it in and, you know, and you know how that, that what, what you do when you have the anger turned inward and, and all that, you're suppressing the stuff. And then... When I started to learn how to let it go and not be embarrassed about crying and say, I'm going through pain, and I lost, you know, in my opinion, I believe I lost, I lost a child. I went through that. Mm-hmm. I went through a death, and my and my uh, significant other felt empowered well, well, by me. No, go ahead. Ron, I love that because do you know my mom and I were in New Orleans in October, and I don't really believe in like palm readers or anything, but just on a whim. 
you know, because New Orleans is very into the voodoo thing, I decided to go and get my palm read on the street, you know, in Jackson Square. And the woman looked at my palm and she said, you have four children. And I looked at her and said, wait a minute, I don't. She goes, you have four children and two of them are miscarriages. And I had never even thought of it like that. And it was very powerful for me. But, but yes, and I would think as a man, you would get even less support from society because people would be thinking, well, you, you didn't get pregnant and it's not your, you didn't have a miscarriage. I don't even understand why you're grieving this loss. Oh, it, it's amazing how society does that to you. And, you know, if we want to move on to another, just, you know, a side note, when, when people, because I give these talks um, out there to, to new parents and explain it to the, to, the, to the woman that, you know, you need to include the man into the whole pregnancy all the way through to the end. Because what mm-hmm. happens is, is that what happens is that as they're getting as they're pregnant, the mother, the sisters, all the females are talking about her being pregnant. They look at the guy and they say, "Ah, you did your job already. You're done." <laughs> and they push the guy out. But then they want the guy back in when she's in the hospital in the delivery room, and he's feeling left out. Because once that baby comes, that guy is like you know seven feet away from everything because everyone else thinks they know. And I have a lot of male patients who come to me. And they don't understand why they have resentment towards their mother-in-law, towards their sister-in-law, towards their wife. And this is after the baby's born. So one of the key things I always ask is, you know, have we have any new births, any, you know, with children ages? And then I start working them with that, and they sit there and go, yeah, you know, and that, that is how I felt. You know, mm-hmm. Steve, you, you run into any of this, Dave, yourself? Well, one of, one of the things, and, and just from my own experience, Ryan, I've run into a, a lot of scenarios where, and, I, and I've heard where men just feel left out and are not welcomed into to the process uh, of childbirth or of, you know, of, of grief. And I had a very unique experience with me when Janine was sick with the therapist who, um, it was mandated, her Janine's oncologist had mandated therapy for Janine. And she attempted to try to wake up Janine after chemo to do therapy. So when that didn't work, she brought Sherry and I into another room. And she she talked exclusively to my wife, never asked me once how I felt about what I was going through with my daughter, probably with the misconception that, well, you're a guy, you should be able to take care of this, you ought to be able to handle this, your job mm-hmm. is to be strong for everybody else. And one of the things I tell my students is don't assume that men don't have needs when we do it differently. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, but we also need to have a voice. One of the most beneficial things that was ever done for me is I had a nurse ask me one day when I was sitting there uh, with Janine after she had gone through chemo, she just looked at me and she asked me, she said, are you okay? And that wow. was the, the greatest gift that I, she knew I looked okay, but she knew I wasn't feeling okay, and that's why she asked that. And mm-hmm. so that's the, the I see this a lot with guys, with men who, who, you know, don't assume that we aren't going through the same thing as any anybody else. We just we may handle it differently, but we need to have a voice for our pain as well too. And just invite us. Oh, okay. We say no, but you, but at least you've invited us. And that's all we've done. But you know, the that, woman that is, who's who sent the email, you know what? Um, I don't know if this is true, but some husbands may not want to talk about it after and may not want to be involved in it, too. So, you know, there are some who do, some who don't, and some yeah. reach out, and everybody's different. And and also there are people in the community that don't like to hear about miscarriages particularly. <laughs> you know, they don't want to hear the gory, down de- details. And so you have to find uh, good listeners and, and not be oh, – yeah. some people can't hear it, 
you you need to find people that that can and realize that not everybody can deal with loss, and it, you know, there are good grievers and there are people who have problems with it. Well, well, and I always well, tell my mom and I always say, and and you you all can relate to this. We have to teach people how to be good grief support because yep. some people actually don't have a clue. Some are good, and some really need to be told by us what we kind of need when, and especially during the holidays. We need to tell people, we need to kind of tell people what we can go to, what we can't go to. We need to kind of educate people on we may be sad at certain times, et cetera, mm-hmm. and teach the world. And we may also oh, have to bring up the name of our children initially because their conception is that, well, if I bring up the name of your child, it's going to make you more upset. But the bottom line is our child is, on, is in our thoughts every day to some extent, more oh. so during the holidays. I love that, Dave. My mom and I are always talking about on this during the holidays. The biggest, the biggest issue that a lot of people have is we want Janine and Michael and Scott to be talked about at some point during the holiday, you know, event. And how is that going to be brought up, and who's going to do that? And sometimes we might need to ask someone, could you do a toast or pay tribute to my my child or my brother yep. during the day at some point? Or have your own little yeah. ceremony before you go to the dinner if you need to have them recognized. Uh, you know, have a little ceremony with yourself or with a couple of people, light a candle before you go out to the business party where you're not going to be able to uh, bring up their name. Mm-hmm. Oh, without, we, without a doubt. <clears throat> we come, we're we going to take a short break. This is getting really good. We're like we're like becoming like a big show now, you notice, with all these commercials. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna take a short break. We come back. We're gonna speak a, just a little bit more on this. And and uh, I just want to talk about for two seconds about I, I love what you guys are saying because that's what I wrote about as the light bulb personality. And we come back. We're just speaking a little bit about we're just speaking about the light bulb person who doesn't judge people, who's just there for them and does know how to, how what to say to help you move forward in your journey. But we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna be right back with Doctors Heidi and Gloria Horsley from Open to Hope Foundation. And also Dave Roberts from Bootsy and Angel.com. We'll be right back. Healing Hands Massage Therapy, Beyond Fitness, and Physical Therapy and Beyond. Three different facilities totaling one complete package of health and wellness for you. I am Cindy Prentice Latanzio, owner, physical therapist, and licensed massage therapist. Healing Hands Massage Therapy has two convenient locations Landing Avenue in Smithtown and Bellmead Road in East Setauket. Our skilled and licensed massage therapists are compassionate and attentive to the well-being of our clients. They perform techniques including myofascial release, hot stone, medical, European, Swedish, shiatsu, reflexology, pregnancy, and chair massages, including stretching. We also have gift cards available for all occasions. In our East Setauket location, our newest endeavor, Beyond Fitness is a non-competitive gym open to the public and overseen by physical therapists. We have a personal trainer on staff and encourage you to come in for a one-week free trial membership. Just call 941-BE-FIT. Also, ask about our free weight loss seminars and get the body you've always dreamed of. Both my staff and I are dedicated to your healing and wellness and take a great personal interest in helping you get back to the business of enjoying life once again. So call 941-3310 or visit HealingHandsMT.com. Are you experiencing jaw pain or clicking? Have you been diagnosed with TMJ? If your answer is yes, then you may need physical therapy. Physical therapy and beyond can help you 
and we have two convenient locations, one in Landing Avenue in Smithtown and Bell Mead Road in East Torquette. Give us a call here at Physical Therapy and Beyond to find how they can help you get back to enjoying life once again. Call 941-3535 or visit physicaltherapybeyond.com. Okay, right now we get back to the Ron Galano Show. Our guests today are Drs. Heidi and Gloria Horsley from Open to Hope Foundation. You can reach them for all grieving information. And if you're going through something and you want to read articles, you want to get involved, they have webinars now. In fact, um, they were gracious enough to offer us a webinar starting in January, which we're very excited about. And it's called, and the website is opentohope.com. Opentohope.com. I'm telling you, you need to get onto that website if you're going through any kind of loss. And if you haven't been through a loss, but you know someone who has, that's a great website also, like Heidi was saying earlier, to understand maybe get some tips on how to help that person that you know who's going through that major loss and maybe understand it a little better but not actually feeling what they feel. Also, Dave Roberts, LMSW, CSAD, uh, Certified Alcohol Substance Abuse Counselor for many years. Dave's from upstate, and he is... You can reach him from Bootsy and Angel.com. Bootsy and Angel.com. And we only have a few minutes, so we're going to give each person a few minutes. But I want to just bring up the light bulb in my book, The Zing. And the light bulb are, so people listening, these are the people who are light bulbs. Dr. Heidi, Dr. Gloria, Dr. Dave, these are the, the light bulbs. They're not there to judge you. There's no selfish motive. It's just to put a light on it. And in my book, The Zing, it talks about it, and, and it talks about getting through the tunnel. And this is where we need to get to. And for men out there, I know I, had, I also had a stillborn. I remember when we lost uh, our baby Peter, and our baby Peter, which my younger daughter, Alexander, always reminds me of and says, I know you lost Michael, your son, but you also lost your other son, Peter, mm-hmm. even though he was on earth for only a few minutes. And he's buried, uh, got his own cemetery plot. And, and I remember when I got that news, it was about 2 in the morning, I went into the doctor's office to call uh, to call my my parents. When I went in there, I actually keeled over. I remember falling down on the desk, and there was actually nobody there in the place supporting me. They looked at me mm-hmm. like, you know, you better come out without tears and strong for your wife because that's the man's job. And that's the shame of it. And what I'm trying to do is not turn. I tell the big men who come to me, and I mean men's men, I'm not looking to turn you into a woman. <laughs> I'm just looking <laughs> to turn you into you're getting in touch with your feelings because they get very nervous. They look at me and go, oh, oh, wait, take it easy. And I, and I want them to start to feel a little bit and that men start living longer because I think that's what, what really kills the men is that they, they stuff a lot of stuff and they try to act like something that they're not and which is human. So let me give each one of you guys a, a minute each. Tell everyone what you want them to know, and I think this was a wonderful show. So, Dr. Gloria, would you please go first? Oh my goodness, tell everybody what I want them to know. I want them to know that <laughs> I want them to know that we love you. We know you're going to get through whatever you're going through. You'll make it. We can tell you we've done it. We've been there and there's a good life out there for you and you deserve it. Somebody asked us the other day, uh, will I ever be happy again? And I said, yes, it depends on you and you need to find that, and you will, and I know it's work. And uh, come and visit us, and uh, again, as Heidi said, lean on our hope till you find your own. Very nice, very, very nice. Dr. Heidi? Okay, I guess uh, everything my mom said, I want to ditto that. Gloria, that was awesome. Also, I want to say that well-meaning people often told me 
that Scott would want me to have a happy holiday, and I know you're all hearing that. We know that the people that we've loved and lost want us to have a happy holiday. We get that. They'd want us to be happy again and find joy again. However, sometimes on an intellectual level, we know that. Sometimes our heart takes a while to catch up with our heads. Eventually, our hearts will be able to embrace that. You may not be there right now, but you'll be there eventually. And we're wishing you a peaceful holiday, and please go to our site if you need support and you need to connect with people to get it. Thank you, Ron and Dave. You're awesome. Ron and Dave and our writers make open to hope what it is today, and we so appreciate you guys. Thanks, Heidi. Yes, I want everyone to know that's open to hope, opentohope.com. I'm telling you, it's fantastic. Dave? Well, I think I can I can echo what Gloria and Heidi said. You know, from my own perspective, um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, our lives become different because of the losses that we have experienced, and they're forever changed. But it is possible to get joy, to, to 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 have joy amidst sadness. And if we keep working, we keep reaching out for support, and we also are present for other people's stories. That helps us. I think, get through the holiday blues, and it helps us progress in our journeys. And I can say that, you know, in the eight years, because of, you know, because of of the support I've received and because of just the wondrous people that have graced my life, I've come to realize that Janine has evolved for me not only into my beautiful daughter but to a, a marvelous spiritual partner who is continuing to teach me on this journey. So... She is forever a part of me, and all that I do represents the best of her as well as me. And that's what I hope can happen for those 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 individuals who are grieving that. The best parts of your loved ones become a part of you, and with that, you make a difference in the world and find joy and peace. And I wish everybody a peaceful and happy holiday season. Well, one of my, I think one of my uh, holiday gifts, is honestly, and I mean this from my heart, is being connected with you people. Because if you people were there when I first lost Michael, I think it would have been a much easier and different walk for me. I mean, even though we know we are we are here, we are where we are because we're supposed to be. Yep. But I'm looking back and saying to other people out there, if you reach out and and we let people know that people like us do exist out there. And honestly, the one negative thing I found in in the whole grieving conferences and, and, and the whole community was I would never thought, and I know it's going to sound a little bit off, but I would never thought there were egos involved. And I guess there's egos in politics and everything, and you people don't have that, and I think that's why I connect with you guys. So it's just wonderful that all we care about is the message getting out. And Dr. Gloria, I can't believe you came on the show from San Francisco and got up this early for for the Ron and, and, Internet show. <laughs> Ron, you, Ron, you already said something at the beginning of the show, which before Gloria got on, which I totally agree with. Gloria has more energy than both you and me. <laughs> and me. Oh, oh I, I, I can feel and it. And you, Dave. And me. <laughs> but, but I swear, I'm feeling like, I swear, I'm not even joking. I'm feeling like a big shot. And I told you, do you believe this woman at that caliber and that level is willing to get on the phone, get up early, and the be on, I mean, this is not network TV. You know, it's just, I just think it's, it's such an honor, and it's so just so respectful. And well, I'm, Ron, I'm really you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> well, well, thank <laughs> you. You guys thank are all fabulous much. and wonderful, and thank you so much, and uh, yeah. have a great holiday. You too, Gloria. You too, you guys. And thank you all and for I, being on the show. We want, 
and then and we got to do this again. And uh, absolutely, we definitely have to do this again. Thanks it's a so good much. party, Ron. Good party. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and Heidi owes me a hot chocolate in the city. That's all I know. <laughs> there you go, Ron. Uh, okay. Okay. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to uh, the Ron Volano Show. I guess today with Doctors Heidi and Gloria Horsley. You can get find them at OpenToHope.com. They have radio shows, they have webinars, information, unending, and support groups that you can reach out to through them. Same with Dave Roberts, uh, BootsyAndAngel.com. Just fantastic. If you're looking for resources, you're looking to help somebody who's been through loss or you've been through loss, get on these websites because they can help you or come to my website, RyanVolano.com. We're going to be back on next Monday from 10 a.m., and we're going from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., so we expand the show half an hour, maybe even expand a little bit more as we go, but that's where we're going to be at. Thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next Monday. Listen, stay stress-free. Do not stress out, okay? Stay stress-free and be kind to your neighbor. And remember, people shopping are frustrated and they're stressed out. Don't add to it, all right? Enjoy your holiday, no matter what religion, what spirituality group you're with, and enjoy yourself. And remember, keep the zing in your life. We'll see you next week.